0: Marketing. Drunk Marketing Drunk Marketing
1: decorative gourd season motherfuckers
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is got decorative gourds here and then on the little end table over there yeah and uh
1: it's it's falling apart like it it's it's placed well in the cornucopia but like life happens and got
0: like, shoved to the end of the table yeah and like, like people
1: are like <laughs> shoving like their electronic devices in that space it's right by the plug so sometimes like people try to like pull the table over and plug things in and still have access to the table at the same time but yeah it is those are not real gourds those are fake gourds they're,
0: well that's fair I mean, they're styrofoam yeah it's decorative gourds so
1: yeah but I've, i mean i've done that i've like put out real gourds and then you forget about one and next thing you know you've got like a mold spot on your windowsill that you've got to scrub off i don't know that from experience i totally <laughs> i do know that from experience
0: yeah, yeah rotten gourds i hadn't even considered that fact i mean the pumpkins last a while then I know that you could put them out for like the month of October and you're good pretty much. So, it yeah, I a little soft, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, if you carve it, obviously, it's going to be useless at this point. But, mm-hmm. um, it's funny because I was thinking of like fall decorating in general or just decorating like seasonal decorating. Like, I don't really decorate aside from like throwing a wreath up on my front door for various, like, I've got like a springtime, like. Spring so you go beyond. you go
0: beyond the, like, Christmas, Hanukkah season wreaths. You go, like, yeah, spring wreaths, summer wreaths. you have, like, a 4th of July one with the American I, flags sticking out and stuff?
1: It's, um, no, but it's, like, a hanging thing. Um, it's, like, a wooden hanging thing that, I forget, I don't know what it says. Um, but it's, yeah, There, it's got stars on it. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, like, whatever. That's not my favorite piece of decor, but... Yeah, I mean, I have, a, like, I have a front door wreath for pretty much any holiday season, I guess, that you could think of. I've got, like, one that's, like, a wicker-type wreath with Easter eggs on it mm. um, for the Easter egg season. I've got some...
0: The Easter eggs. Like, I've got a
1: heart-shaped one with, like, pink and red and white beads on it for Valentine's Day. I've got um, a St. Patrick's Day clover wreath thing. I like wreaths on the front door during the holidays, but I don't really go beyond that for like most other seasonal decor, but for some reason, like fall into winter. Um, so like the fall decor into Christmas decorating are like the two things that I can totally get behind. And I know like you're looking around, you're like, all I see is one cornucopia.
0: It's way more than I have.
1: (laughs) It is. I, I will put more, like, I felt weird putting it out before like actual fall. Yeah. And then it also kind of weird, it's weird because you have to transition like fall decor and then really once October starts, you can start putting out Halloween decor.
0: Right.
1: And then like you kind of have to pull back on Halloween decor through November.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: so you can still keep like the gourds and like...
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving non- is definitely like, gourdy.
1: No like skeletons and...
0: Right, right. Uh, um, Pumpkins, eh, that's pretty Halloween, so.
1: Yeah, so like it's it's kind of like early fall and then you transition to halloween and then you can kind of keep the rest of the fall stuff up before christmas and i'm a staunch believer in no christmas tree or christmas hanukkah decorating until um after thanksgiving okay the day after Thanksgiving. yeah
0: yeah i think we my parents would always put up the christmas tree the day after thanksgiving yeah like black friday well like christmas tree friday so
1: wait i need a new christmas tree this year is it
0: you should um, get an upside down white one no thanks my grandma has one. She keeps it up year round.
1: I have a couple friends that keep <laughs> up a tree year round, and they decorate it for various holidays. So wow. no, welcome. it's
0: just upstairs in an area of her house. She doesn't go to it. Just hangs from the ceiling, oh, like weird. a weird, yeah, weird Christmas tree that's upside down. But there's more room for gifts. But she's like seventy five, so it's I not know. like she has uh, has Christmas morning or anything, uh, anything exciting. But yeah, did you want to read the? Uh, uh, we kind of we kind of went a different direction than I was expecting, but there's a hilarious decorative gourd, uh snippet that I thought we were gonna yeah so we were gonna read here.
1: If you haven't actually ever read this, it's been around for a while. It says originally published in 2009. Um, so it's McSweeney's is the website McSweeney's dot net for some reason daily humor almost every day. And I can't say that I've really ever looked at this website outside of having seen this article. Posted periodically, like, from 2009 to today, but, um, yeah, the title of the article is, indeed, It's Decorative Gourd Season Motherfuckers. It talks all about how fall decorations and decorating with gourds is amazing, which we can attest to the fact that we went to the grocery store the other day, and... Um, that's
0: just a, t- a, huge table of gourds. Yeah. My yeah. parents were weirded out by it, which I thought was kind of funny. And you guys were talking but, about these
1: pimple pumpkins for a while. I don't like Yeah. That. Like.
0: Oh yeah. That's, they're the little pumpkins and they have pimples all over them. Like just little bumps. It's like the acne pumpkins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so my old roommate, my, my roommate, college roommate, whatever, Sue and I, we always go on a quest to find the most sincere pumpkin every year like from the Charlie Brown Christmas thing where he's talking about like this pumpkin being sincere if you ever watched that Halloween special um but she found a really really sincere pumpkin the one year it did like if you could call a pumpkin sincere it was a great looking pumpkin
0: nice
1: um I also don't like to carve pumpkins because it's just a lot of work so I usually I saw a meme the other day and it's like what my expectations are for my like fall decor and it's like the front like porch has hay bales and yeah, yeah and like all these different colored pumpkins, and and it's, like, what it actually is, and it's just, like, one sad pumpkin on a crumbly cement stoop.
0: I should uh, <laughs> I should really freak my roommates out and go buy a bunch of hay bales and stuff like that, because we have, like, that kind of walk-up to our porch. I could really line with hay bales.
1: Oh, you could. You definitely, like, just stick a scarecrow. Maybe it'll scare that, d- that cat.
0: Right, I know. I'm not with scams like that, so. i
1: have tried to hiss at that cat. Anyway, so my favorite line <laughs> from this article um, there's a lot of favorite places, parts of in this article, but my favorite of all, um, I'm just going to read it because it makes me laugh. It says, then I'm, g- <laughs> I'm going to go work on making a beautiful fucking gourd necklace for myself. People are going to be like, aren't those gourds straining your neck? And I'm just going to thread another gourd onto my necklace without breaking their gaze and quietly reply, it's fall fuckfaces. You're either ready to reap this freaky ass harvest or you're not.
0: I think Freaky Ass Harvest is probably, like, one of my favorite, just, like, three-word little sayings. It's amazing. Like.
1: (laughs) I know you like the earlier thing about the, um, I don't know what it was, like, about the, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, the whole, the whole article is, uh, is really great. I mean, it's just well-written, hilarious, quick-witted, lots of swearing, which, like, Oftentimes, when you read blog blog posts, like, if there's one fuck in it, I'm excited. Right. And with this one, it was just, like, every three words, which could be overkill, but when you're talking about gourds and, like, there's so much swearing, it's just hilarious. So...
1: Yeah.
0: I loved it. So, it kind of rolls right into uh, our topic for this week. It's uh, it's fall-themed. Um, It has nothing to do with gourds, but it's
1: well it kind of does (laughs) yeah
0: i guess it does it has everything to do with gourds what am i talking about pumpkins are gourds so our topic this week is pumpkin spice lattes which is hilarious and like super stereotypical but it's it's something that there's a large group of americans um look forward to every single year yeah, um, I have a stat on that. It looks like you maybe have that stat too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have some stats. So pumpkin spice latte started in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, they generate over 80 million dollars per year in sales. That's one drink that it, that's probably worth like four. It's five four dollars a drink or something like that. Eighty yeah. million, and it's only available for a couple of months. That's so much money per year.
1: Yeah, I think the one that I said, it looks like they sold 200 million actual drinks. And I think that was between 2004 and 2015 was yep. the stuff that I was looking at. That was
0: my second stat. Yeah, 2 so million I, cups sold in uh, that 11-year time period, and that's only through 2015, so I'm sure we're probably close to 400 million or something like that by now. So, I mean, the short of it is that... They've sold a lot of pumpkin spice lattes since those things came out, and they're only around for a couple months. So <laughs> yeah, so
1: that's part of. I mean, that's kind of part of one of the things that I wrote down, which is why they kind of the not necessarily what started the movement, but like there, there's that exclusivity level of like of that seasonality. Yeah, limited like,
0: time only. Yeah, you're yep. not going to
1: get it forever. But the one thing I read was like based on the price of. um like I like to, you know, like it's easy to liken things to gas and like put it by a gallon or like oh, yeah, a gallon yeah. of milk is three seventy-five or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if a pumpkin spice latte is $45 a gallon.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so if you think about like buying a 45-gallon bottle of milk. That's liquid
0: gold. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Like people, but people buy them. I mean. Yeah. as a whole, th- I mean, we have a whole episode obviously dedicated to it. Right. Um, it's its own persona. It's got its own social properties. Right? I saw that they kind
0: of shut that down, though. Like, the Twitter account, like, was big last year, and then they kind of shut it down. But I liked that the the PSL was something that you could interact with, um, and it was kind of like your friend. Because they they really gave it its own kind of personality, and a personality that it would really fit well with the um, people who typically drink it. And I'm thinking of white young women um, potentially in sororities, but...
1: <laughs> potentially excited about wearing flannel and sitting around bonfires. Yeah, and
0: wearing <laughs> Ugg boots. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: there's definitely a persona built around it, which was part of the success of it, because that's who they marketed right? to. Oh, um, yeah. They, was, they chose a brand or a persona of their audience. I'm sorry if I took away something that you were about to say, but... Um,
0: no, it was great. I mean, first off, they, they really created a movement because... It's something that people wait all year for. Like, as soon as August hits, I start seeing posts on Facebook or Twitter or whatever about people, like, getting excited or, like, the countdown to PSLs and stuff like that. So yeah. they're counting down to it before it's even out, just, like, generating that hype weeks in advance. And then when it's finally out, I mean, it tastes like... Well, I wrote down here somewhere, okay, so it... You know, it reminds people of fall, and everyone loves fall because sweaters and cuddling are cozy. So it tastes like cuddling a pumpkin or something like that. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> well, I've, there was an article I was reading that was talking about like, that pumpkin, maybe because of Thanksgiving, and it makes you think of family, and time spent with family gives people a nostalgic fam- feeling. Right. And that nostalgic feeling um, just translates into people spending money. Right. Um, oh, yeah. There's a, there was a stat that was from the Journal of Consumer Research is where I pulled that out of. But that, that comes from the pumpkin spice latte being an experience. It's not just a drink.
0: Right. Um, well, and it all started with a drink that a lot of people liked. Um, I mean, obviously, pumpkin is a super popular flavor in the fall. Sure. From pumpkin pies to pumpkin beer to pumpkin coffee.
1: But, like, <laughs> I, I, obviously, there's, like, a little bit of a gap between our generations. Like, I feel like there was a time where pumpkin, like, Like, if you were at a Thanksgiving dinner, certainly nobody was eating pecan pie or pecan pie or however people say it. I say pecan pie because I'm from Pennsylvania.
0: I say pecan. (laughs) I
1: I think in the South they tend to say pecan.
0: Yeah, they probably do. Peas in a can pie.
1: Yeah, but like pecan pie was like thing. Like in my house, at least at Thanksgiving, my parents hosted a really big Thanksgiving dinner um, with both my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. Oh, wow. So it's like tons of people. Um, and my dad, like, very much did not, it wasn't like the type of family dinner or meal that you were like, all right, you're in charge of the mashed potatoes, Uncle Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in charge of uh, corn, Josephine. I don't have recipe or I don't have relatives named Frank or Josephine, but, but they
0: sound, it sound like anybody could. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> but like,
1: my dad exclusively cooked the entire Thanksgiving meal. Wow. Start to finish. So he would, like, for days in advance, he would be baking these pies. So and he, he was would,
0: marinating the whole turkey in a pumpkin spice latte. Mind, he
1: did. He brined it in <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Um, <laughs> but no, like, he would make the pecan pie and pumpkin pie, and he'd make an apple pie, and then he always made it, like, a chocolate cream pie or something because my grandpa liked it. So mm-hmm. he always made, like, some other crowd pleaser. But like remember as a kid, like nobody wanted to eat the pumpkin pie. Like it was like the last thing.
0: Really, I always loved pumpkin pies. I kid. did too, and I would smother it with whipped cream. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: How do you feel? Like what's your whipped cream stance? Like are you do you like the ready whip like can or do you want the like, cool whip from the tub?
0: Um, I'll go with either, but honestly, if given the choice, I think right now I would say cool whip. Um, just because I like the texture a little bit better.
1: Yeah, it's creamier, but it's oil. It's not. Right, creamy. I know.
0: Yeah, it's it feels creamier. It's like more buttery. Yeah. <laughs> I and I like Thanksgiving. butter.
1: The first time I hosted Thanksgiving, I really, like, took a page out of my dad's book, and I made my own whipped cream. Ooh. Yeah, like, I, like, put vanilla <laughs> yeah. extract in it, and, yeah, and cinnamon, <laughs> like, I was making, I was, like, going to be on the pumpkin pie, and somebody was bringing the pumpkin pie, so I felt like I didn't have control over the pumpkin pie, so.
0: Yeah, at I least he had control over the whipped cream.
1: Yeah, I didn't use, like, the cartridge, like, oh. thing. It was, a uh, I I made it, like, in a KitchenAid like oh a, yeah,
0: yeah yeah with like a blender and stuff
1: yeah no with KitchenAid
0: um, yeah
1: yeah but anyway so I don't know I felt like pumpkin like I personally always like pumpkin pie but I feel like pumpkin was like not really a thing
0: it, yeah I think it comes and goes in vogue as a flavor but I it's definitely picked up steam in recent years with the pumpkin spice latte and then pretty much that was the thing that kind of kicked it back into vogue I think you know where it was like maybe pumpkin pies was like a mediocre pie to most people, but then this latte came out, and it had such a following around it. And then other things and brands are starting to come out with their own pumpkin beers and their own pumpkin coffees and their own pumpkin,
1: yeah, but, um, um,
0: you know, cookies and whatever the whatever the case may be. So
1: I have a whole list of pumpkin themed foods that are just on the market right now. All right, let's let's, um, let's hear them. But it goes first. I want to start back and talk about um, 2017 because why wouldn't we? Um, no, it's just a <laughs> it's just a statistic that in <laughs> 2017, one in three people. So I was like, look to your right, look to your left. One of you picked pumpkin spice something at some point during that season, which contributed to 361 million dollars in business. Just in 2017. Alone. Um, on so not, products. Like, not necessarily pumpkin spice latte, but like pumpkin spice. So I was talking candles, about like... Candles,
0: beer. Yeah, you've got yeah. coffees,
1: cookies, cereal, bread, like bagels. bread, yeah. Um, candles. Yep. Yeah. Marshmallows pumpkin
0: marshmallows um, really yeah like
1: they have a pumpkin spice marshmallow um protein drinks even like the drink that yeah I'm, like the. oh my
0: god that's amazing
1: yeah the protein drink that i have like i right get now my they,
0: creatine with pumpkin you no
1: know, they just put out like they had like a latte one for a while just like a plain latte and then now they have like the pumpkin spice one yogurt beer um mm-hmm. candy and then even like you know brands tried to capitalize on it which kind of takes me i don't want to go too far off because i don't know where you are in your notes the point of like brands tried to kind of hop on a bandwagon or you know,
0: oh yeah make I, that.
1: so like there was that like
0: i have i have a great personal story of hopping on the pumpkin spice bandwagon yeah.
1: i was going to talk about the directs cond- condom ad that it was like there's a picture of a condom and or like the orange wrapper and it was like pumpkin spice like, condom. condoms <laughs> like it was I mean, but the brand like Durex themselves like posted that on their website as the joke yeah and then if you go like there's a bunch of can you
0: people- actually buy them no no,
1: um, no no there's just, it's just like
0: well, yeah i knew it was a joke but i not know if they like made like a gag gift or something i
1: don't maybe they did i don't think so but yeah. yeah i mean there was just tons of brands that you know it either works or it doesn't like it works in an oreo it doesn't work in a
0: right so when i was the social media manager for Tokables, a bracelet slash uh pipe company basically it was a cool like uh yarn type bracelet or uh I don't know bungee cord or like paracord paracord bracelet um that actually had a tube running through it with a mouthpiece and a little bowl at the top um that you could fill with tobacco and uh I was my friend made them in college and it was like his own little business and I was looking to get some experience in marketing and I was like hey let me just do uh, some social media stuff for you and so I was like posting to Instagram and like trying to you know, as a, any 21-year-old aspiring marketer would do, is like, all right, how can I be, like, relevant on social media? Oh, my gosh, it's fall. I'm going to go buy a pumpkin spice latte, and I'll take a picture of a bowl just next to it, and that's yeah. it. Like, so I, I bought the pumpkin spice latte, and much to my dismay, they didn't write PSL or pumpkin spice latte or anything on it, so I had to write it myself. Maybe we'll take a screenshot of the Instagram post and share it um, at some point. But I don't like, know
1: that I've ever seen that. I, I, I made
0: a I made the P and it didn't really look like a P, but I was doing it in Sharpie and I was doing it quick. And I wrote PSL on there and I put the the Tokable bracelet um, right on top and I I posted it. I mean, it got it got a decent amount of love. I mean, it was just something about like something about basic stoners or something like that. You know, stoner has a connotation. These were. Obviously, for legal products only. Only. Um. <laughs>
1: Which you capitalized, like, the stuff that I did not scratch off yet on the side was that during PSL season, fans tweet with using the PSL hashtag yeah. 3,000 times per day.
0: Mm. That user-generated content is a huge piece. I mean, you know, they generated a ton of hype um, before with the countdowns and then people counting down themselves, and then during... Um, when people finally get their pumpkin spice latte and everyone's posting a picture of it or a selfie with their PSL. and All that content that is just being posted for free, basically, it's just free oh, yeah. advertising for Starbucks. We don't even
1: need a famous person in there. It's just right, it's everyone's... just like
0: sheer quantity of people. Which
1: the, my favorite part of this story, not your story that you're telling right now, but like this episode oh, thing that we're talking about. Yeah. No, it's a good story. To <laughs> you say dumb or done? It's done. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've never, I feel like I've heard you talk about that before and like other things, but I don't know that I'd ever actually heard that story. So Yeah,
0: I like, you know, my, that was my first experience in real life marketing, doing uh, social for Tokables. so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the thing that I was thinking, like I think it's funny is that we talked about this earlier today as we had decided on this topic, or maybe it was yesterday, I don't remember,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that we had both said like, you're like, well, do you like drink pumpkin spice lattes or do you like pumpkin spice lattes? And I said that I'd maybe had one once I and mean, I wasn't crazy about it. Maybe like gave it a second shot a couple years later and still wasn't crazy about it. And you said yeah. the same thing. Um, I don't typically like if I'm going to get something, it's with almond milk.
0: Yeah, I it's I don't know. I gave it a try. It was fine. I, the well, last... That's
1: like a fine tip Sharpie, too. So you didn't even have like that thick.
0: Oh, no, it was it was tough. We'll share that. 42 likes, though. Hashtag fall. Hashtag. So I'm showing Chelsea the post. So, I I don't know what we were talking about before. I just found the post as Chelsea was talking. But I was
1: talking about the fact that neither of us have ever, like, we don't like or drink oh, so this this the
0: PSL in this post was the only one I've ever had. Um, it was okay, I guess. But my caption was, when you're basic, but also a stoner, dot, 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 hashtag, or happy first day of fall, fam. Hashtag fall, hashtag PSL, hashtag Starbucks, hashtag basic, hashtag stoner. And it got 42 likes um which was pretty good for me back then so <laughs> that's
1: exciting I mean that was like what year was that 2015 so wasn't that really like Instagram was pretty well established oh right?
0: yeah I mean the social media platforms were yeah pretty close to what they are today um but yeah it was you know it was fun Had good a, had a good time and uh but yeah I think a lot of brands from the side of like creating an actual product that's kind of like a pumpkin spice latte to just you know, making a reference to it in a social post or like the condom brand kind of made that little joke about pumpkin spice condoms. You see that all the time and all of that is just great. It's just more brand awareness for Starbucks when other brands do it. And it's good for the other brands because people are like, oh, that's funny. I know what a PSL is and I think that it's funny when people make jokes about it. But all in all, it's just like Starbucks is just like, oh yeah, I keep making posts about PSL because... That's great for us. So
1: So what other, so I know that you talked about, um, you'd mentioned like kind of a, like how can a brand um, capitalize on the same.
0: Yeah. Like how can you kind of replicate this for a a non-pumpkin product (laughs) (laughs) or service? Um, so there's a couple just basic marketing things that the, I think Starbucks did really well with that, and one of them um, we've already mentioned, but it's that limited time offer, yeah, um, and making it kind of exclusive and doing that you know hype about it before and then having a big release day when it comes out and then just continuing that campaign through the couple months or couple weeks or however long that period is because when you make something exclusive, whether it's a latte or a deal that's coming up, like a sale or something like that, or a seasonal-based product like candy corn.
1: Uh
0: Um, It just makes people...
1: Candy corn sells itself because it's delicious.
0: Right, and it's a staple. I'm
1: glad we agree on
0: that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But when you make something exclusive and for a limited time, it really makes people want to jump on it and and get in on it quickly because they know that it's not going to be around forever. Like when I see something um, a special at Wendy's, like they had this um, something like... Avocado southwestern avocado salad that I knew was like a special just in the summer, and I got it a couple times because I knew
1: we had that gyro salad from Arby's. <laughs> the gyro salad, salad was so Euro, good. Yeah, how rude people say that these days.
0: Yeah, the gyro salad from Arby's was so good. And I was so bummed when it was gone. Um
1: I mean, you can still buy the euro, which is weird. Like they still yeah, have the euro on the menu. Like, exactly.
0: It's not like I, that's
1: a seasonal item.
0: Yeah, and I can't I can't eat the euro because of the stupid bread.
1: Yeah, so it's like they have salad still and they have euro meat still. Put the euro
0: meat on damn it, the salad.
1: it. Put it on a salad.
0: Right. Um but yeah, when you make that limited time offer, it really just gets exclu- people to buy.
1: Exclusivity in itself is maybe I don't know if it's not limited time, but it's a, a kind of another beast. My friend Amy and I were just talking Um, She is kind of in the infancy of um, opening a boutique here in the area, and I think she's going to sell online as well. Um, But she's going to do some jewelry and some, like, accessories and I think some women's fashion. I'm not sure. Um, But we've talked about it a couple times. Like, we've met a couple times just to kind of bounce marketing ideas off of each other um talk about, you know.
0: See, guys, other people think we're marketing experts too.
1: I know. I had a friend. <laughs> she like, specifically invited me over for dinner. And like, it's woo. like, hey, like, can I have, like, let's found some ideas. Like, she had some questions about, like, starting a website and buying her URL and hosting and things that, um, you know, what she needed to think about and things that I knew about. So mm-hmm. it was good. We ate some dinner. We talked about some stuff. She had, like, three pages of notes after it. But we were talking about ex- exclu- ugh, exclusivity. Um, and she was like, you know, talking about a soft opening and having like personal invites for these people who are maybe going to like, um, be part of this focus group that was going to help her.
0: Got to get the bloggers in there.
1: Yeah. But one of the things <laughs> she was talking about, she was like, there's this, there's a boutique in in, in Brooklyn or somewhere in New York, but she said That's it's. about 6,000. <laughs> <yeah, so> she <laughs> in said invite only. Like you Ooh. can't. Yeah.
0: Wow. Like, she was like,
1: you can't just walk in off the street and go into this place. Like you have to have an invite or like, you know, whatever the.
0: See, I like that, and I don't like that. It's I don't, that's that's a little too exclusive for me. I'm more about inclusion, and like the exclusivity, it's like only available for this amount of time, Wait, or a soft time. or a soft opening is fine. Yeah, um, but but yeah, that's a little I don't yeah, know. but it's great. But people, that's a little like, too country club of boutiques for me. Yeah, I'm not
1: <laughs> like I said. I mean, we discussed my shopping habits last week or last episode, so we don't need to rehash that. But yeah, just I mean, it's kind of that. Same concept, though, and that makes people want it, though. Oh, yeah. I so mean, whether it's for I limited hear about time it. or for people who can't get in or, like, you need right. to have a, a special code to, like, yeah, exactly. sign up for even, like, a coupon or a discount or a deal, like, you can't do it without a friend referring you or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, um, it definitely, I mean, I hear that and it makes me mad, but I think the main reason it makes me mad is because I don't have an invitation. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's... it's uh, like how I would
1: get mad when everybody at the office would start signing up like they were doing fantasy football and I was like I don't know like why am I nobody invites me to play fantasy yeah football. and then like,
0: I invited you and you're like oh no <laughs>
1: yeah I was like I just wanted to be asked like I yeah. just want the option to be invited to you play fantasy football and That's, that was the thing like at that point I
0: was like I broke I broke barriers me, you did so like, I was like I almost I had a woman in the league so you know <laughs> I'm surprised nobody had made a statue of me.
1: Yeah, there might be. They might be constructing it still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I just want to be asked. I don't necessarily want to do it all the time, whatever right. it is. But I just want to be asked. Like, I want the option to be able to do it. I don't want like to be left out of things, which is like that. you of know, missing know, out, I guess. Exactly. Same concept
0: and, and uh, exclusivity and limited time offers create that FOMO that drives people to buy. Yeah,
1: like, do so you, tied like, you all imagine not back. getting a Pumpkin slice, like you're like, shit, it's I mean it's only September right now, but like, you know, here we are around in the end of October, early November, and it's like, when is it gone? Yeah. When is the peppermint mocha? Come I have out? to buy. <laughs> which I will tell you, I do like peppermint mochas if I'm gonna get um a Starbucks like milk drink, which you can get with almond milk, and it's way better because I've got a really, really bad story, which I think I told you about once about having a peppermint mocha and then going to Coles. Um, that was a bad, bad day Gross. for me. We'll yeah. save
0: that for the Pepper and Mocha podcast. We'll <laughs>
1: probably never talk about it again. But, yeah, so.
0: So that's that's one piece that they do really well. It's just that limited time offer. Super simple, um, easy to do, but not something that's done a lot because people are like, we need to make money year-round. But this is something where, like I said, $80 million per year. I yeah. would take that. Um, and then I think the biggest thing they do is to, they created a great product that people loved. And they kind of used it to tap into um, really positive feelings that people. You had mentioned nostalgia, um, fun. So, like, you know, you associate fall with hay rides and um, corn mazes and those fun fall activities that we all kind of look forward to in the north. And then people even in Florida probably wish they were doing um, while they're down there in the humidity. Um, and even happiness and coziness, um, time with your family. Yeah. I think the article I read mentioned election season, which I'm like, that's just stressful. I don't know why anyone would want to be associated with that. No. Um, but yeah, I, th- when you tap into those um, really positive emotions and feelings, especially nostalgia does really well, um, that's a really great way to get an audience and keep an audience because if you can keep them feeling that way, they're going to keep coming back because they want psychologically, they want more of that happy nostalgia feeling they get when they drink the pumpkin spice latte. And now it's been around for so long that like you've been drinking it since you were 20 years old. Now you're 25 and the PSL is almost nostalgic for you in a sense.
1: Right. You get PTA, you get PSL PTSD <laughs> when it's gone. <laughs> um, Initialisms.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: The um oh shit I had a thought on that what you were just saying and I can't remember what I was gonna say. Well, Um,
0: oh oh, sorry, go ahead. If you did, you regain your thought back because I don't want you to lose it
1: again. No, I don't think
0: I did. And then on top of all that, they created these emotions and feelings and kind of tapped into those, and they made it feel genuine too. So there's a lot of brands that really try to connect with an audience in a way that makes them humanized and makes them try to say we experience the same things you do we have we care about the same things you do and it just comes off as fake um and you're like okay brand you're just trying to market me and i know you're just trying to market me market to me but in this case people um genuinely connect with the pumpkin spice latte genuinely connect with starbucks on a on a grander and more broad level um but they genuinely connect with the pumpkin spice latte and and kind of what it stands for and the marketing and the messaging that comes out with it
1: and we could probably in two months do another episode on the red cup
0: right now yeah at the
1: holidays um because you're gonna have the same
0: yeah exactly i mean so many people talk about that red cup think about the red cup i mean it caused a political controversy and there was a war on Christmas at one point, but... <laughs> right.
1: I mean, like I said, I just... I don't care what color the cup is in, if I can get a peppermint mocha.
0: I'm colorblind anyway. Mocha. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs>
1: like, the peppermint mocha is by far, if i want to have a Starbucks drink, going to be my, like...
0: Like, that's your Starbucks drink yeah. forever.
1: Which is funny, because I don't like...
0: I like the... Ch- I, I would do chai tea latte. Well, I chai,
1: no. Chai tea latte is my forever drink. A hundred percent. But the, like, seasonal drink is oh, peppermint mocha.
0: There was, like, a butterscotch thing. Mm. There was a lot.
1: It's too sweet. And, oh. yeah, you have to get, like, when you get the peppermint mocha, you have to, like, have, like, ask them to, like, ease up on the um, the chocolate syrup and, like, the peppermint. Like, it's just too much. But we just had a conversation about, like, how I hate mint chocolate chip ice cream. hmm And. Um, yeah, it's the
0: toothpaste of ice cream.
1: Yeah, it's disgusting. And I tweeted <laughs> about it. And I Facebooked about it, too. And then I don't like those Girl Scout cookies. Thin Mints, either.
0: Really, I like thin mints.
1: But for some reason, I like but the peppermint like, pepper like junior mints.
0: Hmm. Do you um, like peppermints?
1: Like just plain, like starlight like, mints. Like the th- yeah, the, like things, the red and white ones. Yeah,
0: the things you get at the restaurants or something.
1: I mean, it's not. I'm not going to actively like. If I'm walking out of a restaurant, I would likely walk past them. If they had the puffy ones that are really soft.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's or, a, that's a kind of a treat.
1: Like butter. I mints. chew. I chew
0: everything super quick anyway. So like the ones that I can chew in even easier are fine. Some I'm impatient. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I'm not gonna break my teeth on these.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, this was a tangent.
1: <laughs> yeah, mints. So like, uh, like mint, like candy canes. Uh, you know, minty holiday.
0: Yeah, like candy canes.
1: No, I was just saying we could forward this entire topic into the red cup and then the
0: Christmas holiday. Yeah. Season. Maybe we'll do another in December. We'll have we'll have all sorts of fun things to talk about as the holidays approach too. But yeah, but yeah. So I mean, they do, and this these are things <laughs> that other brands can do where you can tap into those emotions. You can genuinely tap into emotions, and you can do, use that limited time offer to kind of
1: I have a whole section really
0: hype up your hype up your products. So so yeah, take it away. I mean, that's all I that's all I got for now. So
1: yeah. So one of the things I although it's not necessarily timely or, you know, it's not limited time, it's not, I think it was just when you were talking, it made me think about the Chai Tea Latte and how it is my, it has been my go-to drink. And at one point, I actually have a, I'll have to find the Instagram post where I, there was like an Oprah version of the Chai Tea Latte. And um, I ordered it and I was like, hold the oprah i don't want like what like guys or no, i was like i would like a chai tea latte hold the oprah and they wrote really <laughs> hold the oprah on my cup um, but it, like maybe think about like your mom talking about like oprah frozen dinners or like yeah or the cauliflower, pe- cauliflower pizza pizza but like i mean oprah in like you know as a celebrity is somebody who's endorsing something although it's not necessarily seasonal or something that um is i don't want to say exclusive but like have that stamp of approval well it's um,
0: exlu- it's exclusive that the product got the oprah approval. yeah
1: it's got like it's like if you've got oprah's favorite things or oprah's book club
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and you're on that like every christmas or holiday season like you always like they release that oprah's favorite things list and like these are the how like the top gifts that oprah wants to buy for all of her friends and maybe you'll get a car and you'll get a car um but like
0: <laughs> we'll get a car
1: yeah maybe everybody we'll get a gets cars. So as I was kind of like going down the path of the pumpkin spice latte and this whole the phenomenon of like what it actually is in marketing, or, like where the brands that are trying to like tag on to pumpkin spice season mm-hmm. kind of led me down the path to this bandwagon. Um, <laughs> I found a couple of words like I said, like, you know, just general bandwagon. Um, I saw the word newsjacking, which I thought was. Yeah um
0: newsjacking is a huge
1: thing in marketing yeah, they talked about the oreo tweet was one mm-hmm. of the articles that i wrote i know we've discussed it before in previous dunk in the dark yeah. the dunk in the dark yeah well and
0: arby's like don't steal our hat yeah, the, for
1: all yeah you know. yeah so that is like those are going to be like more newsjacking so those are one-offs but if you are a brand and you find that opportunity then that's kind of the same concept where you're trying to seize upon that moment so what's, you're seizing upon right now you yes know? like pumpkin spice lattes are hot right now and so, so brands right are so hot so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so literally maybe, and figuratively because they're hot coffee yes i'm so pumped <laughs>
1: you did it um no but you know so it might not be the pumpkin spice season but maybe it's something else and you're tying that back to your brand whether well, it's a sporting event or something like one-off thing or it's a whole season of things
0: i mean coca-cola so, does the polar bears around christmas and santa claus and stuff like that you know all sorts of yeah. holiday seasonal things i'm sure there are brands that have halloween things that i just can't think of off the top of my head i've
1: got so i've got a couple of different like i've got cause based so like right now rent is doing the breast cancer awareness mat, like stomp out breast cancer so you've aligned yourself with this cause yep um and there's a way to not do that, right? Um, as well. So, you know, during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is, which is in October, and a lot of times, like leading up to that, you'll see this kind of product that you don't typically see in pink, right? Um, being marketed in pink. But I remember it was Christmas time, so it was it must have been December because um, it was like a weekend. My kids, my parents take all the grandchildren um, for the weekend every year, and it was that particular weekend. And I remember going to the store. They this whole section of, like, pink tools, like...
0: Oh, yeah. I tweeted I, I think he's... Yeah, he sent a picture and tweeted it or something. Yeah,
1: I was, like, so annoyed with the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm... Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I need, like, a pink hammer and a pink drill yeah. and a pink thing, so, like...
0: It's like a hammer. is a hammer.
1: Yeah, they were more marketing too. Like not necessarily there was like not a ribbon to be seen. I, yeah, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't breast cancer awareness. Because yeah, I
1: think point. some like people gave me shit about it. Like, oh, well, people like to buy the pink for breast cancer awareness. I'm like, well, it wasn't marketed as such. It was just a was whole just end cap in the tool section. Hammers for ladies of, of pink tools for ladies. Yeah, yeah exactly like, what it was. No, so, that's
0: ridiculous. I mean, that's hmm.
1: yeah. But you'll get a lot of brands um, who are you know concerned about environmental causes. So. Um, grocery stores that have banned the use of plastic bags. So Aldi is a great example. Um, you know, a lot of like West Coast grocery stores have joined or banned um, plastic bags in general. A lot of European countries have banned. It hasn't banned. Banned hasn't made it here to the Midwest yet. But um, I talk about my stainless steel straws all the time, and right. you know, poor Connor, he wants to drink out of a straw so badly, and you just support. Anytime that we've ever gone <laughs> out to eat.
0: I resist super hard. So. And then, like,
1: the waitress will come and, like, put both of our waters down and, like, put the two straws. And I just immediately grab the straws and I, think either hand them back to the waitress or I put them back at the end of the table, like, out of arm's reach. Like, so no I don't daughter. habitually,
0: <laughs> like, start opening the straw. On. You yeah. can't
1: have that straw. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
1: Um, but, I mean, I just, like, that's just one of those little things. That I've, was, been, I've been at a restaurant. Like, my parents and I, we went to Fathead's when they were in town last and the... I did that I handed them back to the waitress, and she was like, thank you, I hate that I have to pass out these straws, it yeah. makes me so mad. I was like, well, maybe be, like that's your thing, Like you have to make people ask for straws. Like, right. If people aren't given a straw, they're not necessarily going to drink out of it. And I know there's some people who are like, oh, I worked in food service before, have you ever seen how dirty those cups are? They don't wash them, they dunk them in dirty water, and I'm like, I don't care, listen. <laughs> it's just I'll building it. up my immune system, and I'm fine with that. And another one... Um, cause-based i have written down further but i feel like it ties in here as well is pride month which we just ended out i know we talked about we went to pride and we were talking about like how many businesses oh yeah you know, there brands were a out there, like, like banks there were tons of banks um but just make sure that you're doing it right don't just do it because it's trendy do it because you truly believe in it and it really aligns with your business goals or your business's core values um so, you know, like Pride month, unlike the pumpkin spice latte is promoting in <laughs> like inclusivity <laughs> instead of exclusivity. But if you're a brand and you um, you know, change your logo to the rainbow, which there's a whole kind of second concept about like the rainbow and the overuse and everything. So, I'm right, not going right. to go down that rabbit hole. But walk the talk if that's your brand. Um, you no know, offering like if you're a restaurant and you're going to Support Pride Month with changing your logo and making it rainbow um, do things like have gender neutral bathrooms in your restaurant or your facility um, If you're a business like a bank or something, make it um, you know pronouns um, you know offer some additional pronoun options um, or title options on your um, paperwork so people can. Um, identify as the what the pronoun or the prefix or whatever that they want to identify with. Right. That's the, I was just thinking about like credit card applications and all those things. Um, so you know, just putting a rainbow icon in your logo is great. I mean, obviously, it's that you're showing your brand is um, in support of Pride Month or whatever cause um, you know, pink ribbon or whatever cause you're aligning yourself with. But if you're not actually walking the talk and doing the things that go along with that cause then you're we really like, just doing it wrong
0: right yeah of course so yeah that, definitely i mean that's you know if we were just selling stomp out breast cancer mats and then like, keeping all the profits for ourselves we're like hey we're raising breast cancer awareness but like we're really just profiting. Yeah, right? you're just like selling that for profit, <laughs> right? But instead, you know, we're giving it to a cancer patient and a nonprofit. So, yeah. you know, that's the that's the whole. You're right. I mean, you can't just you can't just say you're doing something but not actually do it.
1: Yeah, and even stores like you know in within pumpkin spice latte season, like stores being closed on Thanksgiving Day. And, like, Black Friday shoppers, and, you know, they're like, we're not having Black Friday sales on Thanksgiving because we respect our employees and we want them to be able to spend time with their families. That also kind of gets that same, I don't want to say bandwagon, but, you know, it's kind of that same, like, these brands are doing it. People obviously are really happy with the fact that these brands or these stores are saying that they're not going to be open on Thanksgiving because they want their employees to be able to spend time with their families, so... Again, it's like, but we have talked about multiple occasions that you might alienate some people who really like to leave their house at six o'clock right. on Thanksgiving after yeah. dinner and start shopping. Um, but there's a lot of other people who are like, yeah, that's really cool that you're letting those people spend time with their families. And even if they do have to go to sleep at six o'clock and sleep off their turkey and wake up at 11 so they can get to work at midnight in time for the Black Friday like doorbuster sale, at least they
0: didn't have to be there at 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> for me, the holiday is the day that you're with your family. It doesn't necessarily have to be Thanksgiving Day. Um, I've had Thanksgiving this Sunday before Thanksgiving once because we had some relatives going out of town. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's time spent with family and pumpkin spice lattes. And,
1: and pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> and then some of the other things I was thinking, like, cause-based aside, again, like, brand, bandwagon um, brands that have picked up on, like, uh, popular events so like coachella was one of the examples that i was thinking about um so you'll see snapchat filters of like the floral flower, flower headbands, flower headbands and, and, <laughs> and like the kind of like the the shorts, Sponsored the by clothes.
0: clorox you're like what
1: yeah the clothing like i mean there's just a ton of people that are kind of promoting that and there's a lot of several celebrity endorsements that go along with that as well but um again it's kind of that same timely like oh it's coachella season so we're going to like let's find the way to to make our brand align with our advertising campaigns align with what's going on right now at this specific place in time. Um, I do have, yeah, I have one other thought on this. I have a couple other thoughts, but I'm not going to talk about them. Okay. Because I know it's getting late. <laughs> um,
0: sure. So what's what's the last what's the final thought from uh, Chelsea on Pumpkin Spice Latte day?
1: I really have two things. All I, right.
0: Two final thoughts.
1: One was more kind of in line with that, like, newsjacking. I'm not actually going to skip that one. Um, But one thing I feel like is really overplayed with brands and businesses and um, a lot of small businesses, and, like, it's just annoying to me personally, um, is that, like, trying to create that evergreen social content or those, like, canned social content, things where you, like, look at the – like, well, alright, October's coming up. Let's look at that calendar. It's we've got Grandparents' Day and Sweetest <laughs> blah, Day blah, blah. and Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwich <laughs> yeah. Day. And like like, cheeseburg- like cheeseburger, like cat you think cheeseburger day.
0: Boat day. Yeah,
1: yeah, like cheeseburger day just happened. And like my Instagram stories, my snap stories were just riddled with people eating cheeseburgers. Like
0: I ate a cheeseburger I without be- a bun, though.
1: I know you did. But it becomes white noise at that point. Oh, so yeah. Um, again, like you, you just really need to be making sure that you're standing out there. Don't just post a picture of a cheeseburger, and because it's National Cheeseburger Day, nothing about your business has to do with cheeseburgers. But right, if you're a
0: restaurant and it's like $3 cheeseburgers today, great, Like that's that's a good way to, to go about it. But if you're a tax company and you're like, we're eating cheeseburgers at the cheeseburger, then nobody cares. Right,
1: if you can find <laughs> a fun way to integrate that into your brand or your business, that's great. But right. if you're just like, hey, it's got to be original. Like, this is drunk marketing. We're eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. Cheers.
0: Cheese. Then. Cheese. Cheers.
1: This is not. We're not going <sighs> to eat cheeseburgers. Yeah. I mean, Connor did eat a cheeseburger on the cheeseburger day. Yeah, though. but I like
0: galley boys from Swenson's, so it was a good excuse to get out there and eat a galley boy. So.
1: Yeah.
0: I but, yeah, no, I saying. think I think that comes back to just being genuine um, with what you're doing. So if you're going to hop on something, make sure you hop on it in a genuine way and not in a way that people are like, ah, good try Starbucks or small business or whatever. So, so yeah, I think uh, – that's a good way to sum up the pumpkin spice latte thing, but it's, a, it's maybe
1: cool- Starbucks could come up with a Cadbury cream egg flavored latte because wow. people are super into Cadbury that cream crazy. eggs. Yeah. I don't, I again, I don't like them. That's like another like holiday treat or like malted. People like those like malted Easter eggs, um, those little Cadbury mini eggs that are like malted chocolate flavored. Yeah, I don't like those either, but no. people are super into them. Yeah, people so love Cadbury maybe eggs. Maybe Starbucks when they listen to our podcast. We'll think, yeah. say like, "Hey, we, hello
0: Starbucks! If you're listening, we need
1: to do Cadbury Mini Egg or malted chocolate Easter ball. Yeah, springtime. I'll talk Easter. to I'll
0: talk to my mom, Mrs. Starbucks, and my dad, Mister Starbucks. Malted <laughs>
1: Easter Passover Easter <laughs> balls. Easter and Passover don't, don't really align, like from a food source standpoint at, at all. Um, Where it's like Thanksgiving is something like every you know, if you're in the United States at least." Um, you can celebrate or not celebrate. Um,
0: oh, yeah, you can. But,
1: yeah, holidays are a little bit more tricky. You don't want to necessarily pigeonhole your menu with, like, Anglo-Saxon. I know.
0: So a couple, a couple <laughs> quick housekeeping things to finish up this episode. One, housekeeping. one, our microphone broke. So, we're recorded this entire episode through the microphone on my computer, which we only realized about three quarters of the way through this episode.
1: right, And based on the fact that I can't remember the last time I saw the light on on that microphone, I feel like that we have very may well have been have recorded like the past six episodes, yeah.
0: We don't know how long this has been going on for, so we apologize that the sound quality has suffered. I just, as we were podcasting, ordered a new chord, which I think is the culprit because it was making a crazy beeping noise. Yeah, it was. Um, and so it should be here, should be here tomorrow. And then we should, hopefully, and I don't want to chase it so I won't get too detailed, have a pretty fun surprise for everyone um, next week. Uh, it's something that we've never done here on drug Marketing, and I think you and I are both pretty excited about it. So I'm excited. Listen, definitely make sure to tune in next week if you've made it this far. Um, you're not going to drop off after this episode, even if you hated it, because next week's going to be pretty cool and uh, pretty good. So. Yeah,
1: there's all kinds of fun things happening right now.
0: So yeah, and that's this isn't like the website. Like this is something that I think we that we might be able to pull off. So,
1: <laughs> right. and it's not like we're just not going to sit here and drink pumpkin spice lattes on air, right? For forty five minutes,
0: we're live with pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> like that time we ate candy for forty five minutes that's a good episode too it was just really marred by the fact that we ate during the entire thing
1: yeah we need really... to love and learn in the in the way of the podcast is what we do here drinking at fine
0: eating bad anyway this is drunk marketing i'm connor
1: i'm chelsea cheers, cheers.